Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. At this point, you're probably wondering, you're probably thinking, Jed, you guys talk a lot about this prepare thing. What is that? Is that a conference? Well, here, let me explain to you a little bit more what it is. We've asked Pastor Chris Lerma, who serves on our next-gen team, to come in just a moment and preach to, to kind of get us ready. So you're already off to a good start, because if you're considering coming to prepare, you're already in the build-up to it. And what it is really is an intentional way that we start every year to, to, get, uh, to get ourselves ready to take advantage of everything God wants to do in our lives in the coming year. And so Pastor Chris is going to preach in just a moment. Then next weekend, Pastor Jeff will come. And then next Sunday night, we'll start what's called a fast. And you're like, what is that? Why would you not want to eat? Well, really what it is, it's not just not eating. It's a way to abstain for, from food, to, to emphasize prayer and spending time with God. And so we'll start that next Sunday night. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll gather for prayer. You're like, well, I don't know what to pray. And I don't like praying in public. Well, the good news is we've got a fun little prayer guide that'll help you understand the simple things to pray. We'll meet each night, we'll pray, and then we'll start a time of worship, great teaching. It'll be an awesome time. Everybody who comes through the process goes, man, that was so exciting. So it's all starting right now with Pastor Chris Lerma, who serves, like I said, on our next-gen team. You're going to love him. Before he comes, sit on your feet, turn around and tell somebody it's great to see you today at Milestone. Well, welcome this morning, Milestone Church. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I trust that you had a blessed uh, Christmas and you're recovering from all the food uh, and sweets that you ate. Maybe, maybe that was just me uh, that ate all of those sweets. Uh, I wanna take a minute again to welcome all of our first-time guests. I wanna welcome all of you that are watching online, uh, excited and honored about the opportunity and privilege to be able to share this morning. As Pastor Jed mentioned, I serve on our next-gen team along with Pastor Tyron. Uh, we oversee the ministries that I affect like to call the ministries from cradle to college. And uh, it's a wide range and we have amazing teams in each of those areas, but it really is our heart and it's our passion to walk with families and their children, uh, their young people, as well as young adults as they discover God's given purpose for them in the season of life they're in, as well as what he has in store for them in their future. Uh, I met Pastor Jeff uh, probably about 15 years ago now. I've actually known Pastor Jeff for that long and as well as some of the other team members, Pastor Tyron and I have been close friends for about 15 years and Two years ago, I'm originally from Austin, we felt like my, uh, the Lord was moving my wife and I and my three little girls back to Texas. And uh, in conversations with Pastor Jeff, uh, there was an opportunity for us to move back here. We felt being here and close uh, to the Milestone family, close to Pastor Jeff and this team was important for us. And so we did. We moved here two years ago. And then a year ago, just over a year ago, we had the opportunity to come on and be a part of this team. And I just want to tell you, being a part of the Milestone team has been one of the greatest blessings and brought such transformation and an impact uh, in my life, in my leadership, in the things that God's called me to do, my calling, but most importantly, in my family, in my marriage, and in my kids. And so it's an honor to be able to be here today, to be able to share with you. And uh, I think about uh, 2018, and I'm excited about 2018, but I also look back at 2017. 
particularly our Christmas Eve services. And I mean, you, it, what an amazing time. If you were here at our Christmas Eve services, they were the large, there were 10 services across both campuses, the largest attendance we have ever had for any one single event right here at Milestone. And there were 109 people who gave their life to the Lord that we, come on, yeah, at all those events, it was amazing. And, and I just want to thank you, Milestone, it's you, that, it's you that made that happen. It's you inviting people. It's you serving and working all of those services. And it, it may have been someone you invited that was one of those 109 people that now their destiny and their eternity is changed forever because of you. And I, when I look at what we're going to talk about today, the title of today, today's message is The Power of Preparation. And I want to talk to you about the importance of preparation, but I also want to talk to you about how that ties into what Pastor Jed just, just shared with us, as well as what you saw on the screens, and that's our prepare event, and what that means to us, and how we can get ready for that, and how we can get our, our hearts ready for all that God longs to do, not only at prepare, but I believe for 2018. And so I want you to turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, and I'm going to start reading there, and, and, and I want as I look at this scripture, I'm going to read it. And, and I think that in here we find the truth, a truth that, that Paul shares with us about how we can walk in the power of preparation. And here's what he says in Philippians chapter three, verse 12. It says, not that I've already obtained this or I am made perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to unpack that a little bit more in just a little bit, but before we do, I, I want to pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are good and you are faithful. I thank you for all the amazing things you have in store for us in 2018. And I pray that this morning, Father, our hearts would be ready to receive all that you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, as I said, I'm sure many of you are recovering from Christmas and Thanksgiving. The holiday season is amazing. There's, there's memories that are made and there's fun to be had and there's food to be had. But let's just be honest. Can I just keep it raw and real? How I many know sometimes the holidays can be hard? Right? I mean, there's challenges. I mean, there's, the struggle is real. I mean, wrapping gifts. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you ever get a gift from me, it'll be in a bag. Okay? I don't wrap gifts. All right? I can't wrap gifts. It would be a travesty if I even tried. Okay? So, you know, there's challenges. But I think of, of like, how many, you know, dinner conversations. That's a real challenge, right? You go and you have these dinner and you have these meals and you have these conversations and these awkward moments. It's because you have those crazy aunt and uncle, right? How many of you know the crazy aunt and uncle in your family? Now, if you're wondering, well, wait a minute, I, I don't really have a crazy aunt or uncle, then you're that crazy aunt or uncle, okay? Just a side note, if you don't know who the crazy aunt or uncle is in your family, you're probably that crazy aunt or uncle. And, and so dinner conversation can be challenging, but, but then there's this one. This is the biggest one, and it's one I try to stay away from all the time, but I couldn't avoid it this year. It's traveling. 
I don't like traveling during Christmas, but this year I found myself traveling. And when you're traveling, you know, long before you had, you know, Google Maps and IMAP, you had to get out a real map or, you know, you had to figure out the direction you were going. And anytime you're traveling, you're charting a course or whatever it may be, there's two types of people. There are the directionally capable people, which I would like to say, I feel that I'm a part of that group, okay? Then there are the directionally challenged people, which my wife, Wendy, is, I think, the leader of that group, okay? And and there's a few things that I've learned after 16 years of marriage when it comes to being married to a directionally challenged person. There's a few things that she wants me to know, and I think all directionally challenged people want the direction-capable people to know. And it's this. First is, they never get lost on purpose, even though it seems like they do. And she'll call me, baby, I'm lost. Where are you? I don't know. Well, why did you let that happen? Even when I say that, I think how ridiculous that sounds. She didn't mean for it to happen, but it seems like she did because it never fails. She always gets lost. And here's the other thing that directionally challenged people want you to know. They never know when it happens. They never know. Like, when did it happen? Baby, I don't know where I'm at. Help me. Well, where? Well, I can't help you if you don't know where you're at because I don't know where you're at to be able to tell you where to get to where you need to be. How do you know? What happened? Well, I was going to see a friend and I was headed to Plano. Well, how do you know you're lost? Because I just saw a sign that said, welcome to Oklahoma. (laughs) Baby, we got bigger problems, okay? I mean, you should have known you weren't in Plano, you know, once you hit the two hour mark, you know? But the funny thing is, is this, is the same way that you get unlost is the same way you get lost. You just have to move one step, but in the opposite direction. And so whether you are going to travel or whatever it is that you may be planning to do, if you're going, hey, here's where I'm at and here's where I want to to go, here's where I want to be, whatever it might be in life, here's what I've realized. You've got to make preparations if you're going to get anywhere. And the truth is we prepare for all sorts of things. We prepare to drive, so you take driver's ed. You you prepare for college, and so you take a pre-SAT or a pre-ACT test. You prepare for retirement, so you you, you have a 401k. You prepare for a child, right? So you you, you take prenatal vitamins, and you take Lamaze class and learn how to do all this weird breathing, or you prepare the nursery, whatever it may be. You you prepare for marriage. You take premarital counseling, and, and you prepare all the decorations, and you prepare the food, and you prepare for all of your guests. You see, preparation is key to getting anywhere in life. And we all prepare for so many things. And so as we're preparing for 2018, we tend to look back a little bit, right? You look back at 2017, and there's two things that I think we do anytime we're getting ready for a new year. We tend to reflect and resolve. We reflect on the past and and we think about the great things and the victories and we remember God's goodness and we celebrate it, but sometimes we also reflect and, and it leads to regret. You regret the things you did and you regret the things that you didn't do. And then with that ha- when, that, with, when that happens, we begin to resolve. We, we resolve to spend more time with certain people. Or we resolve to make a change. Or you resolve to do the big three that all of us do every year, right? We're going to lose weight. We're going to get out of debt. And we're going to be more organized, whatever it may be. But I think sometimes what happens is we resolve to make changes in our life, but we forget the first step in change. And that's preparation. 
What would happen if we look at 2018 and we resolve to prepare rather than simply resolve to change? How could things look different? You know, 2017, you may have felt like those people that are directionally challenged. You just felt lost. You felt like you were just lost. You didn't end up where you wanted to be. And so now you're having to course correct. Or maybe 2017 was amazing. It was one step closer to where you want to be and where you feel that God has you going. Maybe 2017, you just look and you go, hey, whether I need a course correct or whether I need to chart a course, the truth is either one of those, you need vision. And what happens is vision brings preparation. Vision brings about preparation. Where there's no vision, the people perish. They cast off restraint. Or maybe 2017, there was a lot of pressure. There were challenges in life, challenges in relationships, challenges in your finances. Maybe you lost a loved one and it's brought a challenge because now there's this gap and this loneliness or there's this emptiness. And yet in the same hand that challenges bring pressure, here's what pressure also does. Pressure brings about preparation. You see, what, what may be vision and, 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 a, and a longing to course correct or chart a course of where you want to be, that vision will help you prepare for what God has in store for you. Or maybe what you see as a setback could actually be a setup for God's greatness for your life. Because pressure brings about preparation. You know, and I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, okay, okay. Chris, this is a New Year's resolution mess. No, no, no. This is not about a New Year's resolution. This is about vision. Because here's what I've learned, having been in ministry for 20 years now and walking with people and serving people, while sin does have consequences and sin does get us off track, oftentimes it's not simply sin that causes us to be where we don't want to be. It's a lack of vision that causes us to be where we don't want to be. So what's the vision you have for your life? How can you prepare for those things? And, and preparation's hard, I get it, because it takes work. It takes thoughtfulness, you have to think about it. And, and, but when you prepare and you have a game plan, what begins to happen is you feel a measure of confidence, right? You're like, okay, I can do this, right? But it also brings a measure of uncertainty. What if I mess up? What if I don't do it right? What if I make a mistake? What if, what if I don't hit the mark? What if I don't make my goal? Whatever it may be, but here's what, is good about uncertainty, it brings about vulnerability. The truth is we don't like to be vulnerable because it brings about dependency. But it's not dependency on our skill or our experience or our expertise or our strength, it's dependency on the Lord. And so as we lean in and we prepare, what are you believing for for 2018? What do you wanna see God do in your marriage and in your family and in your business, in your children? What do you believe in God for? Who do you need to connect with? Who can help you get there? What course do you need to chart? Or how do you need to course correct? What's something new that maybe you need to begin? How can you step out in faith? What if we looked at 2018 with great expectancy for all that God has in store for us? I think Paul kind of helps us here going back to Philippians chapter three. Verse 12, and I think we find where we can discover the power of preparation and what Paul is lining out for us here in these few verses. Let's look back at verse 12 and look at what he says. He says, not that I have already obtained this or am already made perfect, but I press on to make it, make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. 
Let me give you just a little context. He starts out by saying, not that I've already obtained all this. What is he saying? He's saying, look, I haven't arrived. But let me give you a context about Paul. Paul at that time was one of the most well-educated. He had everything that everyone would say that you need. He had the education. He had the experience. He had the gifting. And yet here's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, look. I have not arrived. In fact, in verse 7, after he talks about all of his accomplishments, look at what he says in verse 7. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ Jesus, my Lord. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. What's he saying? He's not saying that we shouldn't grow or move forward or be educated or have excellence. That's not what he's saying. But what he's saying is all of my accomplishments in comparison to knowing Christ, they pale in comparison to knowing him. So he starts out in verse 12. Let's look back there at verse 12. And I just wanted to give you context. So when you see him saying, not that I have already obtained all this, I want you to understand what he's talking about. That he sees it as loss in comparison to knowing Christ. And he goes on in verse 13 and he says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You see, Paul unpacks for us where the power of preparation is at. He says, here's what you need to do. He goes, here's this one thing I do. And here's the irony of it. He says, here's one thing I do, but he gives us two things. He says, I'm going to forget what's behind and I'm going to strain towards what's ahead. You see, it's not an either or, it's a both and. You have to forget what's behind. It may have been an amazing year, but don't revel in it. Don't look back and go, yeah, I did this and I did that. It, It may have been a horrible year. But move past it, forget what was behind, the good, the bad, maybe even the ugly, and at the same time, strain towards what God has in front of you. If we're going to walk in the power of preparation, we have got to forget what's behind and strain towards what is ahead. You see, God is a God of preparation, and he's got great things in store for us in 2018. And you may go, well, how do you know that? Because God is not only a God of preparation, he is a God of provision. God is a God of preparation and God is a God of provision. We just celebrated the ultimate preparation and provision last Monday. Last Monday, we celebrated Christmas and it's God's ultimate provision by giving his son and preparing a way for 33 years later, him to die on the cross for our sins, to close the gap between us and him because Jesus died on the cross for us. It was an ultimate example of preparation and provision. In fact, he's prepared us to do amazing things. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, He says, for we are his workmanship. One translation says we're his masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. And you were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's not just a preparation of things in store for us. We have to in turn walk in the things that he has prepared for us. 
You see, God is a God of provision and he is a God of preparation, but his provision awaits our preparation. We got to actually get out and do something. And I get it. Most of the time, we say we would prepare if we knew what the outcome was on the front end. If we saw the point in why we would do what we, if we saw the point in, in coming to services that prepare, we saw the point in prayer, we saw the point in fasting, then yeah, we dive into it. But sometimes we have no idea what's on the other side of our obedience if we would just step out in faith. But his provision awaits our preparation. And so the question is, will we prepare ourselves for all that God has in store for us? You see, God is doing 10,000 things on your behalf, and you may be aware of three of them. God's doing 10,000 things behind the scenes. And, and I know right now you may feel like, well, you, Chris, you don't know my story. You don't know what's going on. You'd, we all have things that we're believing for God to do. Lost loved ones and healing in our bodies or healing a breakthrough in finances, an open door, a new career, whatever it may be, God is moving on your behalf and you just may be aware of about three of those things and yet he is making a way because he is a God of preparation and he is a God of provision. The question is, will we walk in the power of provision and will we walk in the power of preparation? You see, preparation brings a few things. First thing is this, preparation brings purpose. Preparation brings purpose. It's a single-minded focus on something. What happens when we live our life on purpose, with purpose? And see, purpose is powerful because what happens is when we've prepared to live purposefully, something begins to stir inside of us and it's called passion. You see, we all know people that are passionate, but I want you to understand something. Passion is not like being, it's not a personality trait. Passion is not a sensation. Passion is a decision. It's a decision to move in a certain direction, and that direction is determined by my God-given purpose. There's a God-given purpose. There are good works God prepared for each of us beforehand, and he designed us to begin to walk in them. You see, our purpose fuels our passion, but I want you to understand something. Passion isn't always loud, but it is always obvious. You may look, oh, man, that little Mexican up there, he's passionate, or maybe he's just hopped up on caffeine, you know? He had a little too much this morning, you know? Maybe I did. I probably need more, okay? But passion is not about being loud and boisterous and, you know, exuberant. Passion is about being focused. Passion is obvious. Passion charts our course. It causes us to be intentional. It causes us to persevere. It causes us to move in the right direction of the purpose God has in store for us. You see, it is our direction, not our intention, that determines our destination. You may have ended up somewhere this year in 2017 and go, how did I get here? I didn't want to get here. Maybe it was because you were moving in the wrong direction. I can want to get to Austin, but if I get on I-35 and I head north all day long, it doesn't matter how long I drive, I'm not going to hit Austin, Texas unless I change directions. You see, preparation brings purpose, but preparation also brings perspective. You see, perspective is powerful because the way we see things is the way we respond to things. The, the way we see it, do we see that God is working and moving on our behalf? Do we see that he has a plan and a purpose? 
When you look at 2018, my perspective is one of expectancy. It's one of anticipation. I'm excited about what God has in store for us. Does it mean my life is trial and trouble free? No. But I don't need a news channel. I don't need, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, who's not in the White House. It doesn't matter whether I'm a mountaintop or on a valley. My expectancy and my anticipation for 2018 is set upon his word, his plan, his purpose for my life, and the things that he has called me to do. That shapes my perspective. You see, the level of your anticipation will determine the level of your preparation. If if you aren't expecting God to do anything great in your life, in your family, in those around you, in your business, if you're not expecting, God, I've been believing for this loved one to come to know you, and you're just, oh, well, it is what it is, ho-hum, got a little Eeyore spirit on you. Well, then why would you prepare for that? But if you're believing, okay, God, I've never fasted before, but I'm going to fast because I'm expecting for you to do great things. I've never shown up early for prayer, but I'll come and I'll pray. God, I'm going to step out in faith because I'm believing. I'm expecting. Man, what would happen? We live with passion. That's how God created us. We live with expectancy. Well, when we prepare that way, it sets our purpose and it sets our perspective The third thing that I think preparation brings is it brings progress. It brings progress. See, progress is work. You gotta take a step. You gotta move forward. You gotta be willing to make progress. Now, I want you to understand something. Life is not about perfection, but it is about progress. It's just moving the ball a little bit down the field, whether you're just making an inch or you're making leaps and bounds in 2018, just make a little progress. And when I think about progress, I get this word picture in my mind. I think of a, I think of a plow. Now, not like a motorized plow or, or not or like tilling a field, right? Not like a motorized tiller where you just, it kind of does the work for you and you're just kind of bopping along behind it, right? I'm thinking like old school. Right? You got the oxen and you got the plow and you're just working the field and you're tending the field. Why? Because you're tilling up the soil of your heart. You see, when you've prepared to make progress, you start working on what matters. It's the soil of your heart that prepares you to receive what God has in store for you. I can remember as Jesus speaks, in fact, in Matthew 13, there's a parable of the soils. You see, God has seeds, and he's saying, look, it's not the seeds that are the challenge. It's not the seeds that are the problem. It's the condition of the soil that determines whether or not those seeds take root. You see, we remember, we serve a God of provision and preparation. He's providing the seed. The question is not, will he provide? The question is, will we make progress until the soil of our heart? Will we be prepared to receive what he has for us. You see, that tilling comes in being in prayer. That tilling comes in being in the word. That tilling comes in just making a little bit of progress. And I understand, I get it. You know, your prayer time may not look like what it once did. Moms, your prayer time may be cleaning bottles while the kids are napping. Your time in the word, listening to the Bible on audio or praying, it may be in your commute to work that in the DFW traffic should only take you 20 minutes, but takes you an hour. But that's where the work is done. But the challenge is this. We live in a culture and a society of humans that are 
more concerned about knowing how to post rather than knowing how to plow. We're more concerned about our social media post and does this angle make me look thin? And do I, oh look, let me get the palm tree in the background. It's fake, but it looks like I'm on vacation. And you know, and and it's we are. What is the picture we're creating for everyone else to see? Everyone else to see because we're more concerned about our post rather than our plow and getting down and tilling the soil of our heart to be prepared for all that God has in store for us. Not just for 2018, church. For our life. So when I make preparation, it brings about purpose, it brings about perspective, and it brings about progress. And when you make progress, you start to have hope, and hope doesn't disappoint. You see, we're gonna have an opportunity to make progress together. In just over a week, we'll begin our prepare services. And, and yes, it is an event, but honestly, it's more than an event. Prepare is an encounter. It's an encounter with God. It's setting aside time, just like Pastor Jed said, to fast and to pray. It's setting aside time to come and meet with God in his presence and, and get here early. And, and here's the thing. We all make, I, I know what you're thinking. Well, I'm just not that guy. I'm not, you know, I'm, you know. That's funny because on Saturday nights at college football, you're that guy. You get there early, you're loud, and you stay late. It's interesting how that doesn't happen on Sunday mornings. And it's certainly, we're going, well, you know, I'm a little busy for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Don't you think that's just a little much? I mean, Pastor Jeff and the team is kind of asking a lot. No, it's not for us. It's for you. It's for you to come to the presence of God because the presence of God is irresistible. And when you're in the presence of God, you are transformed. I love what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life and in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now I know what you're thinking. Fasting and prayer and that's, I mean, that's kind of a lot and does that make me weird? What if I mess up? Is it going to be enjoyable? No, it doesn't make you weird. You may mess up. And to be honest, who doesn't like eating? It's not going to be super enjoyable. You're not going, yes, another meal lost. You'll probably take this week and go, I'm going to eat everything I can. Come on fast. <laughs> it's a great way to start off that New Year's resolution if you're wanting to lose weight. And that's not, don't let that be your motivation and why you do it. And I get what you're thinking. Is it inconvenient? Will it be hard? Will there be a challenge? Yes. But what in your life of any value ever came about without a little bit of work and a little bit of effort? And what better thing to put effort and work into than the condition and the soil of our heart to prepare our, souls for our soul for what God has in store for us? This past week, I read a few stories on the Milestone Life page about people who came to prepare and, and what God did. I think of Tom's story in 2017. He came last year and he, he remembers hearing Pastor Jeff go, hey, you're gonna be busy. You're gonna have an opportunity not to come. And there are all these things are gonna be challenges, but lean in and do it. And he said, I, it happened, it happened. But I did it anyway. I leaned in and he came to prepare and God touched his life and healed him and transformed him. I think of Josh Taylor's story. 
who in 2016 was the first time he chose to fast. He's like, it's gonna be hard, it's a little different. I've never done this before. I'm a little nervous about it. We all are that way. We're a little anxious. But he was believing God for some direction in his life and so he did it and he talks about how God transformed his life. But 2016 was really impactful for me and my family. Because 2016 was the first prepare that I came to. We were a season, my wife Wendy and I and our three little girls of transition. And there was uncertainty and there were decisions that needed to be made and we were believing God to meet us where we were at. And we talked with Pastor Jeff and Pastor Jeff said, well, why don't you come to prepare? Well, when is it? Ah, it's in three days. Okay, we'll do it. Why? Because anything that really matters never happened without a little bit of effort. And so we did everything we could. We took the kids over to Austin. They were with my folks and we came up here. And we walked into the building in 2016, which was our first prepare. I wasn't here as a staff member. I wasn't here as a pastor. I was here as Chris Lerma with my wife, Wendy, just like you. Not completely sure on what to expect, but I was certainly expectant. Not completely certain on whether or not, you know, God would hear my prayer or not, but willing to, to pray. Needing clarity and direction in our life for decisions of what the next season looked like for us. And so willing to fast. And can I tell you, Prepare 2016 was a pivotal moment in our life. It was a milestone moment in our life because it changed the course of where we would end up and what God had in store for us. And little did I know, two years later, I'd be on this platform sharing with you about prepare. Because when we step out in faith and we prepare for what God has for us and he begins to give us his purpose and his perspective and he begins to help us make progress and we step out in obedience, we have no idea what's on the other side of our obedience. See, as you walk into 2018 with the power of preparation, you have an opportunity this week to let your expectancy rise. To just let it bubble up inside of you. That as you set aside time for prepare in these services and a time of prayer and a time of fasting, that what God may do on the other end of that will be far greater than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. I think of what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask, all that we think, according to the power of the, that works within us. You're gonna come to prepare next week. There's gonna be a lot of things that you ask and maybe a lot of things that you think 
But I'm telling you, we serve a God of the more and not the less. We serve a God of preparation and provision who's going to meet you right where you're at, just like he met Wendy and I two years ago at our very first prepare. And he's going to meet you and he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. But the question is, will you be prepared for it? Let 2018 be a year of purpose, perspective, and progress as you prepare. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. I thank you that our best days are ahead of us and we are more committed to our future than our past. I thank you that 2018, we look into 2018 with expectant hearts, with anticipation for what you're going to do. God, I pray that our purpose would be fueled with passion and that our eyes would be set before you. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to seek you and we would prepare our hearts until the soil of our heart, that we would be ready for what you have for us and that we would make progress. I thank you that your promise is this. Your, your word says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that you know the plans that you have for us to give us a hope and a future, a purpose and a destiny. You have great things in store for us. But I love what the verses after that say, that if we seek you with all of our heart, we will not be disappointed. And so I prepare this next week. I pray that as we prepare this next week, that we would be expectant about what you have for us and that we would seek you with all our heart, knowing we will not be disappointed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 